Figure facts for life. We just want you to be healthy. Health and happiness. If you pay attention to what goes in your body, you'll be amazed at the results. Fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Eating healthy. Well, well that's everything. Put the right fuel in. Take care of your engine. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Here's Roberta Janeiro. Roberta Janeiro. Welcome to Figure Facts for Life podcast. I'm your host, Roberta Gennaro. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist with over 30 years clinical nutrition experience. I am committed to share my expertise and the expertise of my colleagues of the power within food to fuel, nourish, and heal your body. Today, we are focusing on the importance of proper hydration. So many of my clients are walking around dehydrated and lacking just the fundamental knowledge on how to stay properly hydrated. So I called in the big guns today, and we're speaking with Doug Spreen. Doug is a certified athletic trainer. He's a graduate of Indiana University, where he majored in sports medicine and athletic training. He spent several years as an athletic trainer with the Cincinnati Reds Baseball Club. He moved to the world of tennis, where he was a trainer for the ATP Tennis Tour for 10 years. Doug then worked as a personal trainer for the Hall of Fame tennis player Andy Roddick, where he looked after all of Andy's injury and health and wellness needs. He was the head athletic trainer for the tennis events at 1996 at Atlanta and 2000 Sydney Olympics. He's been the head athletic trainer for the U.S. Davis Cup team for the past 15 years. Thank you for being with us today, Doug. Oh, my pleasure. It's good to be with you. So listen, we we just really got to get the message across how important it is to be hydrated. And I think when we were talking the other day, I was saying, well, you know, you always hear like drink your eight cups of fluid a day, right? But as right. you were saying, fluid needs are individual. And depending upon your activity you're going to need more fluid, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, no, no two people are the same. And, you know, one of the things we, when I was in tennis, um, we, we had a number of, of uh, tennis athletes who did uh, some testing where we actually put them in, in a, a stressful situation and measured did fluid loss, uh, what was coming out in the sweat, what minerals they were losing. And you found with each athlete, they sweated at a different rate, what was coming out in the sweat was different. Um, and so it, hydration really is um, an individualized thing. And it's, it, while it's nice to have some guidelines to drink six cups of water, eight cups of water a day, um, it really, you, you really do need to tailor your hydration plan um, uh, on an individual basis. Right. You know, when I'm counseling individuals, I always tell them first thing in the morning, make sure you have at least a couple cups of water because overnight you tend to dehydrate a little bit. And that just kind of gets your body prepared for the uh, foods that are coming in. So you can, your digestive system is actually working properly and efficiently. You know, you hear about people with gallstones and kidney stones and all this kind of stuff. One of the main things their doctor is going to tell them is increase your fluid intake so that you don't have stones forming in the system, right? Absolutely. So when you work with an athlete, do you guys actually come up with a regimen for their fluid needs? Yeah, we definitely do. And um, there, there are um, sophisticated tests that you can go do where they do sweat collection and sweat rate analysis and things like that. Okay. Um, and it's also um, trial and error. What what works best for an athlete, um, how much they consume, what exactly you're, you're consuming in your fluids, okay. um, how much electrolyte 
drink you're using and things like that. Okay. So um, it, it definitely is based on an individual basis, and it's based on what the athlete athlete's schedule is that day. If the athlete has a really, really heavy training session and it's 95 degrees out, you're going to change your hydration uh, Formula. Uh, strategy yeah. versus yeah, versus if it's 50 degrees out and they're having a light workout that day. Okay. So it, you really have to tailor it almost. Uh, athletes tailored on, an, on a day-by-day basis. Now, is there things that people can do to actually assess their hydration? I know... Um, I remember when I was on the tennis team in high school and the coach would say, take your skin and see how fast it goes, you know, pinch the skin on the top of your hand and see how fast it goes back. And and if it goes back real fast, then you're hydrated. So are there ways that you actually recommend to the athletes to test their hydration? Yeah, the, the first thing is, um, I, I think one of the, the things you can really do is to pay attention to the color of your urine. Um, the more yellow, the more dark your urine is, uh, that's telling you that you're dehydrated. There's not enough water. If, uh, when you have clear urine, um, that's telling you that your, your system's really cleaning itself out and that you're hydrated. So the color of your urine, the darker, is the more dehydrated you are. And, and also one of the things that we really, I really recommend to athletes is to weigh in before activity and way out after activity. So okay. if you're going to go out and have a practice or, or a match or, or a game, weigh yourself before and weigh yourself after because much of that weight loss is, is going wa- to be is fluid. water fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and you'll be, you'll be shocked if you do that, how much weight you can actually you lose on a hot day with heavy activity. It's not uncommon for tennis players to go out and lose six, eight pounds in a, in a match. Oh, and, wow. Um, so, so it'll tell you that, you know, and then, and then you can work on your hydration and later that evening reweigh yourself and see if you're, if you're getting, you're, you're getting that weight back. And that's one of the ways that you could um, look at as whether or not you're, you know, getting your hydration status back where it can be by getting your weight back to where it was pre-activity. And what's the ratio again? Is it uh, two cups of fluid equals one pound of weight on the scale? Or is it one cup? Yeah, it's, 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 I believe it's the two cups. Two cups. Okay. You know, that's about that. And, uh, but one of the things to remember is that your body doesn't use all of the fluid that you put in it. So you, you can't say, oh, I lost two pounds of, of, of fluid, so I need to put two pounds in because your body's going to use some of that fluid to help clean your system out, and, and you're going to pass a, a fair bit of that fluid on, um, you know, through, through urination. Okay, so if if you're down, let's say, so you say weigh yourself before and after. Let's say you're down a pound in weight. What are what's the recommendation that you're giving to the athletes to increase uh, their fluid? Well, I, and, and, um, I'm I'm one that believes in drinking uh, some. Often, I'm not a big uh, fan of. Um, oh, I just uh, had activity. I'm going to pound a liter of fluid here in the next half an hour. God, okay. Um, so I just like overall increase much. for the day. That's you yeah, know just overall yeah. increase for your day, and and then pay attention. You know, keep track of how much. You know, if you if you want to pay attention, keep track by using a half liter, 500 milliliter water bottles, which is a common size. Right. Keep track of how much you drank to get that pound back or how much you drank to get that two pounds back. Okay. But I, re- I always tell my athletes, you know, I-, I like to see them carrying a water bottle around all day. And right. Just kind of sipping 
and continually sipping and working on on uh, on, on drinking throughout the day is, is a much better way to go for it than just shotgunning and pounding a bunch of water. Right. I I totally agree. I think, you know, just like I tell my clients to fuel inject and eat three meals and a couple snacks, you know, depending upon how early they wake up, maybe three snacks in the day. Uh, but I'm also kind of telling them to fuel inject that food fuel. And that way they're not dousing the system and and their body's not doing a whole lot of storage, you know, so that they're, you know, going to have a, a weight issue. So with fluids, I think general rule of thumb, at least what I do with my clients is I tell them, you know, two cups in the morning and two to three cups of fluid around each meal and maybe a cup of fluid at your snack time. And for women, that usually equates to somewhere in that ballpark of six to eight cups of fluid a day and for men, eight to 10. And then if they're doing extra additional activity, you know, let's say it's an hour cardio, you know, one cup before, one cup after should cover you. But like you said, everybody's different. If you're still feeling dry, if you're, if you're not, um, your energy is, is, is not where you want it to be, then you, you know, you take in more. But it is a good idea to just track it in some way, shape, or form because so many people I counsel are not getting enough free water in their system. And, and I'm thinking, you know what? When it really comes to your health, being properly hydrated is number one because if you're not hydrated, so many systems in the body struggle and your metabolism actually slows down. Let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, you when you're not hydrated, you could get a 10 to 20% reduction in your metabolic rate. How does that impact people that are actually trying to manage their weight? It, it impacts them greatly. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think you just talked about something. Hydration sometimes ends up being the little stepchild to nutrition. Right. And um, people, you know, nutrition is vitally important. Um, Absolutely. But I think a lot of people miss the boat um, when they they talk about being on a really good diet and they're healthy and they exercise and they do all the right things and then they have zero hydration uh, right. uh, strategy. And we have to remember that most of the body is made up of water. Of water, and exactly. So that's, it's, it's just vitally important. And I, and I think a lot of times you talk to people who lead a, a healthy lifestyle, they often, the last part they end up getting is they end up realizing that the hydration is the last kind of building block to that, that full healthy lifestyle. Exactly. I mean, so many clients I've counseled over the years have told me, wow, I, you know, I feel like somebody turned the lights on, you know, I'm just so much more alert. And I think what people don't realize too, when it comes to managing how much you eat as as children, we're, we have very distinct hunger and thirst mechanism. So when we're hungry, we're hungry. And when we're thirsty, we're thirsty. You cannot give a child food if they are saying, I'm thirsty. But right. as adults, we tend to eat when our body is actually signaling thirst. And the number one problem in nursing homes is dehydration. Why? Because sensitivity of the sensation of thirst diminishes as we age. So let's speak a little bit to some of the things that people experience. You were talking about mental acuity. Um, what are some of the symptoms of dehydration besides just bright urine that people might be experiencing when they're not properly hydrated? Well, well, um, not being properly hydrated can, can lead to everything from uh, cramping in an upset stomach and dizziness and um, 
just uh, a feeling of lethargy, um, uh, lack of lack of energy, energy yeah. um, all of those, yeah, all of those things. And um, you know, when you're dealing with a, uh, a professional athlete or a high level athlete, you get into things like cramping and loss of performance and heat stress and heat illnesses and things like that. You, you get into all those symptoms of, of severe headaches and throwing up and and and, uh, and severe muscle cramping and things like that. But one of the things that we that, that's really kind of been studied in the last 20 years is this idea of a loss of mental acuity um, with, with dehydration. And um, you know, there's there's four areas that I think, and this this affects people, um, not just athletes. This affects people who are um, who are working behind a desk and who are using their brains at work. Right. Uh, the the uh, you know they they found a um, with dehydration. There's a there's a, a an effect on your mood and uh, and that there, there was a 2012 study that showed a, a total mood dis, um, disturbance among people who were dehydrated. They just weren't as happy. Um, you also see a, a, a re- reduction in cognitive and motor skills. So we, we we definitely see this in athletes where their performance levels and these have been studied a, a five two or three percent or four percent dehydration status can affect their performance in the speed and the power at which they do things. Right. But this one study, this one study had people that did, they took people out and they did driving on a driving skills course and they dehydrated them. And they found that the, the, the when they put them in a state of dehydration, it was almost as if they were driving when they were as, as if they were intoxicated. Intoxicated. Wow. Um, yeah. And, and um, also dehydration affects um, your sensitivity to pain. So you're more sensitive to pain when you're dehydrated, and it also can affect your memory. There was a study at Ohio University they did that definitely linked hydration status to memory skills. And so you think about all of those things, and uh, I've, got, I've spent a, a good portion of my life working with professional athletes and trying to work on hydration so it doesn't affect them losing speed on their serve or not being able to move quickly enough on a tennis court. But right. well, there's so much that shows that Dehydration can affect your normal activity, uh, you know, the way you, uh, you're active on a normal basis and the way that you can go about just doing a normal job. So right. it, uh, hydration is so important. So let's let's talk about the other missing part of hydration, because a lot of people think, OK, I'm just going to drink more water and then I'll be hydrated. What do you say to those right. people when we talk about what other components make up for a hydrated body? We're talking about those electrolytes. Yes. So, so uh, electrolytes are, um, are, are vitally important hydration. Electrolytes are what help the process of actually hydrating your body. Right. The electrolytes are actually going to uh, allow, they're, they're going to figure out, they, they basically figure out a way, electrolytes do, of getting the water to the parts of your body that need, your, need, the, need the, the water. And so right. you can drink water, but you, but the, there's no that doesn't help the system of getting the, the the fluids to the parts of your body you need to. You need the electrolyte. They actually are like the motor that's going to help get that fluid and that water to where it needs to be. Right. You and know what? They so, actually, uh, elect- in, in grad school, so they call this, the system, the sodium-potassium pump, right? And Correct. it's and yep. the sodium-potassium yep. pump, believe it or not, so let's say, you you need 1,800 calories or 2,000 calories in your day. Half of that energy 
a thousand calories of that 2000 is required for the sodium potassium pump. It moves sodium and potassium ions in and out of the cells. And with that, it's moving nutrients, uh, vitamins, minerals, uh, your, your macronutrients, uh, fats, carbs, proteins in and out of the cells. So it is a huge system that requires that you are getting electrolytes. So what are electrolytes? Sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, chloride, right? And and so yep. Yep. we were talking, you know, what foods help you get your electrolytes? Well, your fruits and vegetables. Again, plug in for the fruits and vegetables because most people are not getting those, you know, minimum requirements of say two to four fruits a day. And at least I like to say at least three to five cups of vegetable in their day. And so speak a little bit about the electrolytes for active individuals. Well, electrolytes for active individuals are even more important because um, you're putting stress on your body, and, and if you sweat, you're not just sweating out water, you're sweating right. out electrolytes. Absolutely. You're sweating out salts and minerals. And um, so the electrolytes become even more important. Um, they become more important as far as helping your body use the fluid that you're putting in it. Um, and so you need to up your electrolyte intake. Okay. And that's why there's not a professional athlete that is uh, in some type of an endurance sport that does not supplement their electrolyte intake. And right. some of them, uh, many of them do it through their diet. Um, they will um, make sure that they're getting obviously the all proper vitamins and minerals and things. And they'll, they'll you know, people sometimes act like sodium is the, uh, the, the, the worst thing in the world, but right. athletes that are sweating at such a high rate and using electrolytes at a high rate, add, add extra salt to their, their, their food and their meals. And, um, that's not a bad thing. And then they, they also will all find a, uh, the, the electrolyte replacement drink that they want to use. And there are many, many types out there. And um, electrolyte replacement drinks are, are there because they're replacing what is being lost through activity. Right. And I think, you know, when you look at hydration in the body, that when you're hydrated and you take in extra sodium, potassium, or some of these electrolytes, your body actually um, gets rid of them through your urine. But if you're dehydrated, there's a hormone that tells your body to hang on to salt, hang on to water, and then you get fluid retention happening. So a lot of people out there experiencing fluid retention really need to look at how much they're taking in. And that's minus people that maybe have congestive heart failure and their, you know, they, their, their heart is not able to help, you know, move fluids out of the system as efficiently as well. But I think to wrap, we just have to say, you know what, it's important not only to get the water you need in your day, but to get um, hydrated through the electrolytes you take in. And some of the key fruits and vegetables are like watermelon, pomegranates, cucumbers, celery. Um, gosh, I could go on and on, but we're going to list some of those uh, in, in our descriptors and in our posts on Facebook and Instagram this week. And then when it comes to electrolyte replacement, I have a good friend who came out with a supplement it's you could add to water and it gives you the electrolytes and we're going to be talking about Sjogren's in a future podcast so it's super important for preventing dry mouth dry eyes and that kind of thing like you said for athletes but also for people that have certain conditions or on certain medications may need to take 
electrolytes supplemented into their water. Well, listen, uh, Doug, I just want to thank you for joining me today. I think we have a wealth of information to share with our listeners. And thank you for tuning in to Figure Facts for Like podcast. Be sure to subscribe and stay in the know on cutting edge dietetic and nutrition information. And then hop over to Facebook and Instagram and like Figure Facts LLC. I'm Roberta Gennaro and ciao, ciao for now. 